Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of The Artist Connection. It is our mission of The Artist Connection to foster a vibrant and inclusive community by connecting people through the power of art. We strive to provide a platform that celebrates diversity and encourage creativity, where artists and art enthusiasts can come together to share their passion, exchange ideas, and collaborate on meaningful projects. Our goal is to facilitate the discovery and development of emerging artists while providing a form for established artists to showcase their work. Through our events, workshops, and online presence, we aim to promote the transformative power of art and strengthen the bonds between individuals, community, and culture. At the Art Connection, we believe that everyone has the potential to be an artist, and we are committed to inspiring educating and empowering individuals to explore their creativity, potential, and find their place in our vibrant artist community. Thank you all so much for joining us to help connect the artists and community to bring change and support. And we're going to start off by introducing our guests. I'm going to pass the mic to Evan Flo. Evan Flo, the mic's on you. Oh, so she dropped off. So we're going to start by introducing Kaylee. Kaylee, tell us where you're from, what you have going on in the poetry community, and what shows or events you have coming up, and then bless our mic. Okay. Hey, good evening. I'm Kaylee. Some folks call me K-Day, and that's a nod to my love for hip-hop and Cali. Um, I am from, I say my hometown is Chino. I mostly grew up there. I have a deep love and history with Hub City, but I consider myself from Chino and um, Southern California most of my life. I am a poet. I'm a music. I play a few instruments um, that I sometimes incorporate into my art, uh, such as saxophone and uh, piano. Um, I like to sing. And I just completed my upcoming book with CLI, a poetry community. And uh, it's called Raw, the Trilogy by Kay DeHanna. And I'm really, really excited about it. So excited. I, I've been hopping on a couple open mics in the Los Angeles area and the IE. So uh, there's going to be one in Carson at Fresh and Meaty Burgers tomorrow night. I may swing by the Swamped SWAAM in Los Angeles on Saturday. And anything else I post on my Instagram, Hanna, until I get my website up and running. But that's kind of the stuff that I have going on. And it's exciting. Thank you for having me, by the way. Okay, Kelly, now bless our mic. Drop one of them dope poems on us. Okay. Do we have a, can I drop a little lengthy one? That's fine. Okay, let me try to make it quick. Uh, this one, I'm going to say because it's called What's Our Story. I wrote this when I was 18, and um, I kind of came back to it as I was older with a wiser mentality. It's called Wonder. One day, the lawyer told me this stuff. The ways of the world gonna unfold your sis. Y'all, 
I asked if there was reason for struggling. This man said there's meaning in suffering. Oh, I was guessing he was faded because them lessons were out the mages, cuz. Nevertheless, whatever he said stayed in my head. Probably keep me vexed till the day that I'm dead. Speaking of dead, this one day I woke in sweat. My eyes opened and I noticed death. I knew it was my moment when he leaned over, then over the shoulder said, hey, limits are being tested. Faith is being measured. Strength is being weighed. You better get your ish together. Two weeks later, the corner of Western, I was slapped by reality, trapped between catastrophes, shackled. They can't handle me. Now I'm face to face with the day to day. Sirens blast, silence don't last, and a quarter of an inch, that's my length of the laugh. Now, Lord, I ask, why is it though it's for someday I'm living when I can't even see today, you feel me? I know there's got to be a way you're building, but I ain't even got one day left in me. They thought they took my good from the beginning. They ain't know this hidden sun rays within me. I was killed, but still I live. I'm winning. Gotta be at least one day left in me. I own nothing. I know nothing. That's the best that I could do. Do my dirt, hide myself from view, and I slide them excuses too. I wish sunny days had lost me. Trying to fight, forget a time when the smiles leaped off me. Look what a good time cost me. Mm. What's wrong with being wrong? I don't want to be fixed. I've adapted to insanity, so let me be this. Always got something to write about. Vague memories of the nights I'm out and the tears bring dollars. So what's the problem? Whole world got problems. Stuff revolving, trying to solve them. Waste the days, fade away. Either that or find a way to the revolver. But me, I'm going to change the pace and break my chains. Leave nothing on the table. I might die today. Now, Lord, I say, why is it though it's for someday I'm living when I can't even see today, you feel me? I know there's got to be a way you building, but I ain't even got one day left in me. They thought they took my good from the beginning. They ain't know this hidden sun rays within me. I was killed, but still I live. I'm winning. Got to be at least one day left in me. Now I'm pushing to a place past complacency, but you might turn the page and see the rage in me. Started my own street agency, but freedom never come for free. And what can I change, really? Back in my one days, I'd ask a few killers and we planned revenge. Taxing for my Skrilla, we would mash that bins. But this game is not as cold, man. My C's on the average growing old. And so I lay low and I stay scheming. I get high, so I'm daydreaming because I won't open my eyes. I look to God, but fear he closing the skies. So put that Lolo and drive. Time to go for mines. Re-up on snow for mines. What's wrong with being wrong? I said, I don't want to be fixed. I've adapted to insanity. Please let me be this. Pain never asked me for upgrading fees, but today I'm collecting rent. I want them out by the latest three because I'm through with having nothing left. Now, Lord, I have got to say it again. Why is it always for someday I'm living when I ain't even got one day left in me? I know there's got to be a way you're building. But I ain't even got one day left in me. They thought they took my good from the beginning. They ain't know this hidden sun rays within me. I was killed, but still I live. I'm winning. Gotta be at least one day left in me. That's it. <laughs> Thank, you for Thank you so much for that piece. Next up, we have a special guest in the building. 
Elu Johnson. Tell us about yourself, what you do, what kind of community activism you're connected with, any upcoming events. Your story. How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes. All right. So right now I'm actually driving and um, I'm actually finishing up, setting up for a play coming up that I'm producing. Um, I have one of my artists here. Um, and so I, you got to forgive me because I am driving. So my name is Elu Johnson. I'm from the city of Compton. I work, I work um, in a community. I'm a part of the NAACP in the city of Compton as well. Um, I do a lot of different things. I, own, I have my own business where we do entertainment, um, work with celebrities, work with everyday people from politicians to different types of professionals. Um, I do a lot of community work and um, helping young people get jobs and things of that sort. Um, working with like LA County from the police, from the sheriff department on down. Um, and right now what I'm, I'm in the process of doing, I have a platform called Saturday Night Life in Compton where we do like variety shows such as comedy, uh, poetry, and music. And each month when I come out with a different contest, they have a different theme. So this one that's coming up for this month uh, on in April, the, on the 29th, we have one that's called uh, April Fool Falls in Love. And um, it's basically where guys and girls, they get to play off of each other's energy, um, doing poetry, music, and um comedy and it's a it's an interactive show where people are in the audience but you get to interact with the people that's up on stage in a, a major way so um it's not an open mic this is all professionals who have to come out audition to be on it so we know where to put you and set you engage your energy because i like to have the audience where it's like a roller coaster ride until we reach the climax together, you feel me? So, um, also, um, I have a fashion show coming up. Um, I do, I produce a lot of different things um, throughout LA. I have a fashion show coming up. Um, I work with a few designers um, throughout LA, um, a couple of models here and there. And, um, and then the next thing is the play. So we have a stage play performance coming up. It's in an outdoor setting um, where it's a summer performance. And so in the beginning of the summer, I like to go out to see plays from the Hollywood Bowl to the Sawdust Festival and so on and so on. And growing up, understanding that environment, you know, in the Bay Area and all over Los Angeles, you kind of absorb culture and art and music and stuff like that. And that's, I like to give it back. You know, it's um, it's not enough positive platforms for us to get on where we as one people, black and brown could work together and build our own contents. So I said, I might as well do it because there ain't a lot of places I can go where I fit in. So that's what I do. Um, I work with a bunch of people, I produce the events. Uh, network with businesses and get the funding and make it happen. So that's just a little bit 
background on me. I do a lot of other stuff, but that's just a little bit. Um, and I got a, you say you want me to bless the mic? You got a part for us? Ooh, y'all gonna put me on the, okay. Yeah, let me see what I'm gonna do. Uh, let me park for this one because uh, I have to think when I when I do poetry because um, I do it from the heart. I do it from my soul. So uh, give me just a sec. I'm going to pull over real quick. All right. <laughs> I don't believe okay. you got me on it like this. <laughs> you got me on it like this. So I'm going to pull over in the parking lot. I'm going to just go freestyle off the dome. Okay. All right. Here we go. I truly wasn't prepared for this, so uh, I thought I was just going to get on here and um, listen. <laughs> uh, okay, can y'all see me? Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Um, this one I'm going to give you is more of a, is more like a, um, a man meets world and meets girl, okay? Wake up at six in the morning, gotta thank God for waking up to see your beautiful eyes this morning. Are you really there? Is this just my imagination or I'm just trying to feel who I am? Am I frustrated by the understanding I just woke up next to this goddess? Am I really there? Are you really there? Or am I dreaming the dream of a lifetime, being who I need to be as I stretch my arms and I try to gently caress you on your shoulders, rub you down your back, down your thighs, and just make sure you're really there. Understanding who I am as a man and understanding who you are as a woman and waking up in the morning, you already know what's about to happen. But are you really there? Are you figuring of my imagination? Are you really the one that I really want? I want to trust and give you all and every desire that I have, that thrust, that lust, that want. Are you really there? And in my mind, as I unwind, I wake up this morning and I understand, are you really there? So I ask you, and I tap you on your shoulder, and as you wipe the crust out your eye, and I see your beautiful smile, and I know I'm there. Peace. So that's just a little something. I thought I'd give you something. So thank you so much. We're gonna come back with conversation, so stay tuned. Don't leave it though. Next up to the mic is Carlos. Carlos, bless our mic. Tell us what you have coming up. I know you have something coming up on Saturday and I can't wait to attend. And make sure you share your social media platforms and things like that. So bless, and then bless our mic. Okay, how's everybody doing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm um, my name is Carlos Arnelas. I have a book called Catch Up. Um, and I'm I'm also in the uh, CLI program, so I'm, I'm I got a new book coming out called uh, Business Vernacular, and um, hopefully it's out soon. Um, 
Uh, yeah, like uh, Chef Dre said, we got a show coming up on the 15th, I believe. Um, and on the 29th, also in, uh, in Whittier. I'll get you the details in a little bit. Um, yeah, um, so I'm, I'm going to get into this. This is called Sheltered. Is there a shelter for battered men? For their bruises are within. Probably shattered up his toys. Abusive men from battered boys. Still, that gives him no excuse for his physical abuse. Probably battered as a child. Kept it stashed behind the smile. Sometimes they grow up to be just like all they know and see. Though my sister's open eyes cannot make her realize the real price her kids must pay or she felt she had to stay. Mm. For, for the pain she held inside, the best makeup could not hide. Mm. What about the kids that see what they never want to be? Made to choose at 3 a.m. Go with mommy or with him. Mm. When the mom and daddy fights are the children's saddest nights. Walls and pillows aren't thick enough for children's ears to hide behind. Mm. She knew she didn't have to stay, but she couldn't go away. Mom and daddy do the crime, which the children now must pay. They pretend amongst the norm with regrets of being born. And they go about their day like a normal child would play. Play alone or with a friend, wishing day would never end. For they know that in the night, that's when daddy and mommy fight. Battered men and battered boys do not always shatter toys, but their bruises are within. Is there a shelter for battered men? Thank you. Thank you so much for that piece. It's much needed. Great, great piece. And we have Save, one of the best for last. Coming up to the mic is the founder of Matters of Black. She's one of the dopest people I have met this year. So, Lachey, tell us about yourself, what you got going on. And I know you have something big that just happened to you in your life, so please share that with us. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. I'm Lachey. I am a screenplay writer, producer, and talk show host. Um, my journey started actually with my personal life when it just came down to a crashing halt. And that's when um, this, I guess, artistry was birthed out of me when it comes to writing and filming and whatnot. Um, currently, I have four shows. I have a couple. I have a, po a, a podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatnot, called uh, Book Busy and Blessed. I also have um, a new show that I'm working on called Matters of Black, where we highlight Black excellence. Mm -hmm. So Black-owned businesses, Black writers, authors, professionals. Um, and I also want to get into, um, down the line, do uh, Matters of Black International couple seasons for just minorities in general, mm -hmm. for Black and Browns because I feel like it's definitely necessary as we are the underdog and I want people to see our excellence, black or brown, right? So that was the creation of Matters of Black. Actually, 
that uh, Matters of Black came about during the time of the George Floyd incident. And I had a personal friend of mine, brother of mine, who was shot by a police officer and killed. So I was just, I had enough. And I wanted people to see a different side of Black people. Mm-hmm. They always, I feel like, kind of control our narrative with the negative. So I said, you know what, let's create something positive for minority people. And that's what Matters of Black came about. Um, currently, we are off season with Truth Corner, Book Busy and Blessed, The Powder Room Show, and many other shows. Um, I recently graduated from the University of Simmons, and they asked me to host their alumni podcast or their alumni association podcast. So that first show starts next week. I had a meeting about it today. So God has been opening doors. Um, Like I said, um, it all started with um, just the demise of, of life. And a lot of times we always think that life, you know, life is life and it'd be life and it'd be, it'd be a lot, but it's all for the good. It's all for a purpose. And I would not uh, trade in what I've been through because it made me the woman I am today. It created the artistry, like I said, in me. It created this 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 person in me. So divorce, abuse, and everything that I've dealt with, being a single mom now, um, that was my my fuel to get out of the rut, right? When, when you're low and you can go nowhere but up, you know what I mean? So that was my motivation. Like I have to do good and better for myself. And I already knew I had it in me. You know, but when you have the wrong person around you to try to dim your light because they see that in you. And I said, okay, Lord, you know, so the Lord had to do the proper separating. And I am here today walking in my purpose. And I'm so grateful and thankful. Um, I'm on this journey now where I want to highlight the underdog. I'm all about highlighting the other underdog. And especially when it comes to minority people. We have so much talent within us. We have so much, you know, purpose within us. And I'm all about that. So when Andrea asked me to do this show, I was like, girl, we on the same page. I'm all about highlighting folks. You know, it's enough room for all of us. So let's let's get it together. You know, let's let's show the world what what God has given us, which is our gift. So I'm excited about this new journey. I'm excited to hear all the new stuff that you guys are doing. And hopefully in the future, maybe we can work together eventually. Thank you so much, Shay. But do you have a, a piece you want to share? Any writings or anything like that with us? Okay, I don't see. I don't, I'm not a poet, so I don't. I don't I write poetry. You're a poet, right? It's about the art. You write. The art you know you what? Have. So because I'm a screenplay writer, I can just kind of give you um, a character that I've been thinking about um, without giving too much. But this character um, is a lawyer and he is determined to help, to help, I'm sorry, um, minorities when it comes to injustices with the police department. I don't wanna say too much because, you know, people, you know, be listening, but um, I'm excited to start working on this character um, he is determined to, he has a little help from um, the past on people who are trying to show them 
the things that the detectives missed when it comes to their cases. So I'm working on that. Um, it's still in the making, but hopefully in the, in the near future, um, you guys will see it somewhere on TV. You know, I'm praying God's going to work it out. He's able. But yeah, um, and then... <clears throat> We can't say I'm sorry, if. You're you right. When, when it when. happens. Absolutely. When it happens, you guys are going to see it. Amen. We all about changing our talk to positivity. And this show is absolutely. not only for poets, it's for any artist, anybody in the community that's trying to make a change and do different things. I want everybody to be included. It's about inclusion. And like you said, it's for the underdogs and things like that. Just bringing people together. So beautiful. So now it is time for our conversation. We're going to discuss your story. What's your story? Why did you decide to, you know, help people? Um, what changed? What clicked in you? Who helped you? And we're going to start with, um, we're going to go back to Kaylee. The mic's on you. What's your story? Uh, I feel like I've lived a lot of lives in this one. It's been a long life and I'm only 34. Um, but I, my story is number one, I'm a mama. I'm a widow and a single mother. Um, so I have four daughters. So they are the whole book, they're the whole book. Uh, they're the whole story. And, um, I can really resonate with something Lachey said, because when someone is around you that doesn't truly believe in you, that can weigh you down. But it starts within, because I'm at a point in my life where I really can't even have anyone around me that isn't supportive or makes me feel more insecure, because I have enough issues on my own. Um, I've been through a lot of trauma in life, and childhood was uh, in some ways great, in some ways terrifying. And that is a big driving source for my art of why I want to get whatever's in here and what I've been through out, because I know that I'm not the only one. We all have a story. We all have hurts and traumas. And um, sometimes just hearing a voice that sounds like, dang, like I've, I've been through that or that person got through it. It just, that's, to me, that's God right there in all of us, that we have that ability to maybe put words to a feeling that other people can't put a word to or they can't describe, but they know I feel this way and this is maybe a map to get out this labyrinth. And so another reason why I do what I do is because I'm a firm believer in you must do that which you are afraid of and that which you think you cannot do. That's, I tell myself that all the time. And I am my biggest critic and I'm the number one person who told myself, your words, your poetry, I didn't even call it poetry, your art is trash, it's nothing. I'm the number one person who's done that to myself. So it's like proving my own voice wrong because it was so much easier to believe other people who doubted and make made me feel like I was nothing special because I already believed that inside. So I had to really climb up this mountain of you have something to say. You've been through this whole story, not for nothing. And it's going to benefit so many people. And so 
I feel like a big part of my story is love and being a light and helping other people find that within themselves because I'm so grateful for the people that I've crossed paths with that they were unapologetically themselves. They did not hold back. They didn't like dim their light to make other people feel better. They just did them. And it wasn't from an arrogant place or I got it. Like it was just, this is me. I'm going to be me how God made me. And that made me see things like, I'm going to do me too. And I'm going to see, I'm going to find my tribe. I'm going to find what feels right and where I belong. And I've never felt so much myself before. Thank God. And it's because people were unafraid and fearless to be themselves. And so sometimes you connect with someone and you feel such a connection and, or you have things in common or you have even better things different and you highlight things within each other and bring the best out. And it's just like you said, there's room for everybody. It's not like if I am this flame that is brighter that you have to burn out. We can just keep igniting each other and that's what I love to teach my daughters that, you know, everyone needs love and sometimes not to be taken advantage of or to put ourselves in harm way. But even when someone does me wrong, I'm just like, I still love you. Like maybe I got to do it from a different distance, but I'm going to not let what you've done to me dim who I am because my heart was made this way for a reason. And so that's, Basically, that's my art right there is just I'm going to be exactly what I was created to be so that others can do the same way and we can just keep on rising. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Okay, with the same question, Carlos, what is your story? What makes you want to be the artist, the father, everything that you do for your community? I think I, I, I'm just to piggyback on what she said. That's, that's beautiful. Um, it's it's a struggle that that I was raised in that um, made me want to reflect that same struggle through my art. Um, I also see myself as a as a father before anything. Um, I've been a single father, and um, now raising my son. You know, it's it's a different thing. I have a, a, a daughter and a son. And um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. You know, the struggles that, that we go through are what makes us. And reflecting on those struggles, we become sort of like a beacon for others to, to gravitate towards and, and to believe in themselves as well by the way we project our ourselves or the way we project our art. So, um, yeah, I feel like, like you all said, there, there's um, there's things and situations and people who will hinder our, our, our shine or there's people who, you know, elevate themselves off the, off the downfalls of others. And we also have to provide the opposite of that, I think. And, um, by by doing what we do, just projecting our art is it's already is doing a lot. You know, we have to give ourselves credit for that because not not anybody can just pick up uh, a, a paper and um, write down their thoughts and, and put them out there for the world to to hear. You know, um, to 
put themselves kind of like in in harm's way or expose themselves. But you know what, what we do is is it reflects on our community and and um, myself. I, I don't know a lot of um, a lot of like uh, Latinos that do what I do, but you know um, I do it. I do it because it's it's just within me to do it. You know, um, non-apologetic and. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been given this gift and I must uh, see it through, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm that's what I'm in this for. Um, I believe in uh, second chances and I, I believe it, everybody deserves a second chance. Um, and that's what I'm here for right now. I'm here to, you know, to, to carry the torch for for those who come after me and just to give, you know, I, I, I was in the, um, um, this program with Hiram where we would go and read to high school kids. And I never, you know, I kind of took it for granted what, what we would do in a way because I never seen, I didn't understand the fact that having a poet or, or having an artist who looks like you for the kids, what it really meant to them, you know, and just recently somebody was talking about their high school experience, a younger poet. And there's, there's rarely like people like us who go in these classrooms, um, whether it be with material or with just for kids to see that, you know, they can identify with somebody who does something other than what they normally see in their neighborhoods. And it means so much to them. You know, I, I realized these kids, you know, over years, um, they had a copy of my book, and the teacher was, you know, King Drew Academy. Shout out, um, you know, they were uh, they were working on our poetry, and so just reflecting on the fact that so many, you know, so many authors and books are not even part of the curriculum in classrooms, and for us to do what we do and to show these kids that yeah you could do this as well that you know that that means the world to me so i think that's why i do it for for those who come after me thank you so much carlos and i know a lot of people that's like you that's your culture and i'm going to connect you guys because this is we're about the connection right so i'll you know hook you up with those individuals Definitely. Yes. Okay. Evan Flo. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Great, 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 great. Um, I I believe that um we were all born with gifts, and it's important for us to explore our God-given gifts. It's important for us to share those gifts, you know, and to share our voices with the world. And like many of you guys said today, it is. It gives us purpose and it defines who we are when we find those gifts and we're able to articulate those and live in our purposes. And um, life is about the journey, not the destination. So along the way, if you can share your gift to help someone else, to bring someone else up, to make someone else smile or to even help them tap into themselves and find their divine um, gift, I feel like that's a blessing. And so that is why I write poetry 
Um, I like to say I don't write the poetry. The poetry writes me, right? Because it just gives me a voice and it allows me to be free. And I speak about a lot of injustices that I've seen. And I speak about the things that a lot of people don't like to speak about. But I feel like it's my uh, purpose and gift to be able to articulate in such a way that I can bring meaning to um, those people that we may just pass by and not turn a blind eye to. And so... Um, I also like to say I like to give a voice to the voiceless. So I want to speak for those who haven't developed their voices yet or those who haven't found their gifts yet, just to encourage them, you know, that it's never too late and that it doesn't matter what you go through. It's how you grow through it. Right. And so as long as we continuously search within and um, we can fall down, you know, and get back up, dust ourselves off. And in the midst of that, um, show others that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be great and it's okay to be your true self. And as long as you show up in your truest light, you know, some will love you, some will hate you, but just do you. And um, that'll continuously bring uh, love and light in your life. So that is my, that is my reason for doing what I do. Beautiful, Evan Flo. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Up next, Elu. Tell us why you do this. What is your purpose? Who helped you along the way? What is your story? Well, well mine is this. Um, originally, I'm born in, um, in a city of Watts, California. And um, I don't know if all y'all heard of that city, but uh, that's my city too. So what's up? <laughs> that's right. That's right. What's up, baby? <laughs> so um, I was born born in Watts. So one of the one of the first babies when Martin Luther King opened up his um, his uh, you know his infant ward. Um, I was one of those kids, and um, coming up as a kid, you get to see all different warps of life. Um, in the inner city, um, it just so happened my father, he allowed my family to be able to move around. So um, I, I never really had friends, right? I never really had true friends that I, I could say my day ones I grew up with um, and, and from a kid to a grown man. Um, I've always been what you call a loner. And in that process, it has let me see um, different warps of life. So I understand the difference between, I don't call all Asian people Chinese, Japanese. I, I understand their background. Um, when you say from Korean, you say South Korean, North Korean. When you say Filipino, Vietnamese, I knew all that from red dot Indian to a real native, I don't even call them Native American anymore, but Indians. Um, I grew up um, understanding different people from different warps of life. Um, I lived in this the community of Oxnard. I lived in the Bay Area and um, I got to absorb a lot of different cultures. And with my heritage, um, with a name like Ilu, um, it's Yoruba and from Nigeria. I'm originally from here, but my heritage, at least I do know where I come from. In a sense, um, I look at my family dy dynamics and I say, 
me as the person, I'm not what I I'm evolved around. So a lot of my friends was into gangs, drug dealing, and a lot of you know BS. Um, and that's why when I was hearing this brother's um, poem, I can relate to that in a major way. And uh, when you have a father that's military background, it's a uh, no nonsense type of business um, and want you to play sports. I wasn't into sports. I didn't want to do sports. You know, I was into art, music, dance, stuff like that. But you get labeled. And that's one reason I'm starting this podcast called Renaissance Man. Because just because I like fashion don't mean I'm, I'm, I'm gay. Just because I like to dance don't mean I, you know, I'm this way or that way, you know. And coming up in the inner city, a lot of young brothers don't have those people they can gravitate to that don't try to take advantage of them. You understand what I'm saying? Um, coming up in the inner city, people try to take advantage of you in so many um, different ways. But it's uh, it's incredible. And so when they take the arts out the schools, they take the trades out the schools, it got to have somewhere where these young uh, men and women can go to. And then you say, oh, society's all screwed up. Well, you screwing it up. You screwing it up. And brown liner. Pray. Different. And a lot of people don't see that perspective. Is I up. And I wore the book on. You're kind of going Can in you and out. And out of the tracks. Your microphone is going and in I and out. And I said again. Your microphone is going in and out. Oh, my microphone went yes. out? I'm sorry. Can you? Ah. I can hear you. Oh, y'all can yes, hear me? Well, run up in the inner city. Say it again. I was telling you, we can hear you. I can't hear me, huh? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. No, welcome back but, uh, to the city finish. Okay, while he's fixing his mic. Um, we're going to go up to Lachey. Lachey, tell us what's your story, um, why you do what you do. You basically told us some things, but just elaborate a little more. Um, why do what I do? Well, first, I feel like it started when I was young. Um, I always wanted to be a part of uh, visual art when it comes to art, visual art, meeting television, and things like that. But um, I was a PK kid. I am a PK kid still. Um, my parents were ministers, so they were not having it. They were like, especially my mom. My dad not so much, but my mom was like, that's the devil. Like, she was not having it. The industry is filled with demonic stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't have a lot of support then. 
And then after my divorce and dealing with um, emotional abuse, um, I'm almost one home. Incident, I'm back on one incident. One incident, there was um, physical, and and it, it doesn't matter how many times if someone hits you, it's abuse, right? And um, just someone really, really trying to tear me down. But I knew it was the devil because when you really have something in you, the devil will use anyone to bring that out of you, to bring you down, to really take away your confidence, your self-esteem, all of that. And once I went through that period of time in my life, coming back to my coming back home to my village, to my family, it was a lot of deprogramming. Like you are beautiful, you are this, you are that, because I was told you're black, you're ugly, you're this, you're that for so many years. You're not gonna be this, you're not gonna be that. So it was a lot of deprogramming. And during that time, I was um I worked for the county of LA as my regular job, right? I was in a cubicle. And I just said, Lord, this is this can't be my life. Like I have so much to show people, so much to show the world, but also I want to help women like me who keep getting told that they can't do stuff, you know? And um I'm all about that. Like I don't I I, I naturally don't like to see people unhappy. I remember um when I was younger, like if I was to see an elderly person having lunch by themselves. I would say, do you want company? Like, I'm that person. Like, you want me to sit? You want company? Sure, I'll sit down, get to know that person. They'll talk about their grandkids, their kids, why they're eating us by themselves. No one has time for them. So I've always been that person, like, to extend myself because I, I just don't like to see people unhappy. So during this process of me getting deprogrammed from my family and them instilling in me what they what I grew up with, knowing that I'm this great woman of God, knowing that I'm beautiful, knowing that I'm smart, knowing that I'm educated. And um, that's when stuff just starts to come up. And my first show was The Powder Room Show. The Powder Room Show was myself and another single mother who kind of went through what I went through. And I was trying to have it almost like the real, but with single moms. And it just didn't work out with the numbers. So we were down to two women. And after that, um, someone wanted to interview me, but I'm thinking like, why? You know, okay, whatever. And um, I end up, my, my cousin was like, I wonder if you Google yourself what will happen. So I end up Googling myself and this article comes up about me, about my work. And I was like, oh, oh, I really got some here, okay. And after that, it was like a domino effect. It was like one show after another, one show, just creating all these shows. And I've always seen myself like being this talk show host, and having my own TV network with multiple shows, whether it's talk shows, game shows, TV series, TV movies, like just a bunch of stuff. But I want to see my people on there. I said, I want to see my people on there. I want to see not only black and browns, but I want to see like church girls too, because, you know, uh, some clean work, some, some raunchy work, whatever. But I wanted to see me on there. I wanted to see the woman who told, who was told, that they can't do it. A woman who was abused, a woman who was, you know, well, you got all these kids, you, how are you gonna make it? Okay, God gave me those kids. So he gave them to me. That means he knew I, I can make it. So I hear all, all these stories and it brings up to, it brings a scripture to mind for all things work together for the good. So everything that we've been through 
is working for our good. It created this this person I am today. So I'm just, I'm excited because in this season in my life, I feel like it's just all coming together. It was all for a reason. It was all for a purpose. And not only with just the artistry, but in my my personal life, now people calling me, girl, I'm going through this. The Lord has used me for many marriages. You know, don't do this, don't do that. For many single women getting transitioning to divorce. So I see it twofold, you know? So that that's just my my ultimate purpose. It's like, okay, Lord, I, I surrendered to the call finally. Cause at first I was like, nah, I'm cool. Who am I? But I surrendered to the call. And now I'm just all about, okay, God has called me to do this. Um, so let me show it through my work. And I get ideas out of random places. And that's like, for instance, my, my, when my, my brother was killed um, by a police officer, I found out people were just texting and calling. And I found out I could just take a walk. And then out of that tragedy was Birth Matters of Black. So I'm like, as the devil keeps throwing stuff at me, the Lord just keeps giving me ideas. Write about it. Screenplay. Do this. Do that. I'm like, okay. And I hate to say that, but it's like, it's, it keeps me humble. I'm going to say that. It, it definitely keeps me humble. But um, I, I put a pin to it. Okay, devil, you trying to discourage me? You trying to bring me down? But I'm going to put a pin to it, and God's going to be glorified. And in the midst of it, he's going to open these doors to create opportunities for me to meet this person, that person, and put them on, and put them, they can put me on, you know, it's all, like you said, it's all about connection. It's all about one big puzzle piece. So I, I'm just part of the puzzle piece, and I, I freely give myself to God to surrender to what he's called me to do. And I'm enjoying the process. I am enjoying the process. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, thank you so much. I'm going to pass the mic to Ebb and Flo. And she's well, going to take us on another round. Thank you. And everyone's testimony was so uplifting, so inspiring. And I'm glad that God is doing beautiful things in everyone's lives. And so now we'll get back to the poetry. So I'm going to take the mic back to you, Kaylee, K-Day. Okay. That sounds fun. Um, okay, I'm going to do a piece. It's called Black Ass Sheep. The story's protagonist is in fact a lamb in wolves clothing, forever ignored, unforeseen impact abhorred. She was born sensing a foreboding. Nocturnal creature in flight, not a soul heeds her foresight. Still is her trusty roads, she won't implode. She hones her gift intact, and with that, she sees all that hides at night. Immortal non-combative hidden corpse reenactments make you assume for your satisfaction she'll retreat and retract when observations and statements are made. Who you think you about to play? You extra, extra, read all about it. I'm a quiet nigga floating. See, I is she, she is I, and above all the bull, mm, we fly high intertwined. Did your twisted logic not realize Silent killers do the most damage in a fight, and I'm not as dead as you would like. No. I just dimmed my light for survival. Schooled by the hard knock life that raised a scapegoat child. Mother betrayal birthed my will to rise up but lie low. Y'all not finna lie on my life, then pull me under your tidal wave of shame. 
I refuse to sell my name for a title before I drown or burn this entire be down in rebellious fire. And that's on my mama. For doing what's right, I've been left so low. Now I trek this path solo, barefoot and scarred, but head held high though. Look, y'all etch these lines in the dirt. Y'all dress me in this villain skirt. My voice of protest is mistaken for a troublemaker's disguise. Don't be fooled. We just happen to wear the same size. Not much choice. Y'all couldn't handle me nude. I howl all I've seen into the moon where none but the stars listen. They just glisten and mind their business. They're not ones to interject and rush to correct. That's why I spit my war tales to outcast bats who never question the truth or second guess who's who. Did y'all know the road to hellfire is cemented with good intent? That's why I don't just speak about it, I be about it. See, the ones I needed most were never there when I had to bleed about it, but I'm still here. And cowards don't know what to make of that. I'll don this coat of the many shades of black you choose to use as false proof without regret. Cause just underneath resides the lion-hearted, discarded hero you never met. Me, plus a bulletproof vest. Baby, I don't need to prove a thing, and your judgment is something I never sweat. See, I'm like a badass ballerina than ones in a fluffed up dress, because while I'm making my moves and I'm spinning the block, I keep my neck on swivel, but my eyes on lock, on my dreams, integrity, and nothing less, because I know one day you'll discover the real devil be the muff <laughs> you never expect. Soulfully yours, K-Day, Hannah. All right. So, girl, when I told you. Fire. The dopest. One of the dopest. Kaylee, don't ever doubt yourself. I don't ever want to hear that again. Ever. I promise you. Ever. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. That was really dope, Kaylee. Thank you so, so much. All right, Carlos, we're going to bring the mic back to you. All right. This is called Radio, Radio. Radio, Radio. You want to talk about democracy? Check this out. LA County holding tanks are beds, and toilet paper rolls are pillows. And child time, count time, and downtime is how time is divided within these walls. Slavery has never been abolished. In fact, it only has been polished. Racism is promised and accomplished and segregation is the common knowledge. It is the purgatory of humanity where abnormality becomes reality, an abstraction to Picasso's satisfaction. Every action has reaction. In the laws of Newton definitely fashion and practice on a daily basis in these mazes. And every race is racist, while every single face in this place faces cases, even those outside the cages, uniformed and paid in wages. LA County, baptized in numerology. So your name is now spelled in digits. And those who lack the faith have suddenly become religious. And plagiarism is a prayer is a process for the criminals and crosses who wonder why the missus never visits. And the verdict doesn't end behind these bars. Out there they give you time. And here they give you scars and jackets that you cannot remove. And paperwork is truth that words can never prove. The animals are housed in separate cages. Rats, stool pigeons, and the rapists are among their own species. Habitat, PC. And more policies and politics than Washington, DC. 
And once you've been in here, a slave forever you shall be. For though you get released, you're never set free. You want to talk about democracy? Well, that talk is too extensive. And freedom is expensive in L.A. County. Thank you. That was great. Oh. Thank you for that piece, Carlos. Now we'll take it to you, Jay of the Poets. Bless our mic, please. Okay, I got a new piece for you guys. It's called, I Am Not a Spoken Word Artist. I am a poet, not a performer. My words may not dance on stage, but they still have power and wonder in every verse and every page. I am a writer, a truth talker. My pen speaks of life's reality, the pain, the joy, the love, the anger, all woven together in my tapestry. I am not here for judgment or competition, but to share my soul in ink and paper to inspire and touch lives with my expression and create a world of worlds that are greater. I am not a spoken word artist, but that doesn't make me any less. I am a creator, a storyteller, a poet, and I will continue to write and confess. So let me be free to be me in all my unspoken glory, for my words will forever be a testament of my life story. I am a poet, not confined to the stage or tamed performance. I don't seek to impress or make you weak. My words flow from my heart and they paint a work of art. Each line a brushstroke, true, a reflection of my word view. I am not here for fame or to play the critics game. My only aim is to share my thoughts and feelings laid bare. So don't judge me by the beat of my words or how I speak. I am not a poet, pure and free. I am a poet, pure and free. Let me be who I am meant to be. I'm a poet, not a spoken word artist. My words flow freely, not bound by scripts. My voice may not boom or demand attention, but my words hold power. My message, conviction. I am a connoisseur of words, a conversationalist, crafting my thoughts into a beautiful mosaic. My pen dances on my page, telling my story, sharing my soul, my trumpets, my glory. I am a writer, a truth talker. My words cut deep. Reveal what's inside, uncovering the secrets, the pain, the love, my stories, my truth like a hand in a glove. I am not here to be judged or dismissed for not fitting the mode, for not being enough. My words stand on their own, a testament to my beauty and power of self-expression. I am not here for competition, for the prize, but for the art, for the joy of creation, to inspire, to uplift, to connect, to let the words speak and the hearts intersect. I am not a spoken word artist. Let me be a poet, a writer, unbound and free to tell my story, to paint my picture in the world of words where dreams are richer. And that's my piece. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for that piece. Fire. I need that. <laughs> Thank you. And up next to bless our mic is my girl, Ebbin Flo. Fire. Thank you so much. Um, and this piece is called There's Something About a Family. There's something about a family. Raising your child with the one of which you conceived. 
There's something about a daddy in the home, full grown man protecting his throne. His children marvel at his mere existence, the most beautiful definition of excellence, not defined by an exit inclined to stay day after day and wait patiently to pray together for forever to stay. Divine timing, resilience prescribing, unconditional love, warm, long hugs. That's just something about a man that stays, weathering through the weary days, loving his woman throughout the storms, showing his son how a family is one. There's just something sacred about a family composed of you and I and our three, brightly reflecting, never conforming to single parent households that turn to broken home, no owners, mortgage due and broken hearts unbroken, no longer longing for children, no longer longing for children hoping to heal from a childhood that reveals scars. We lifted the bar and fought hard to change the algorithm, a system of love that just works for us. There's just something about real love and light and the sight of you sleeping at night. I kiss your forehead. I caress your legs lost, praying for you to walk. And then we run a marathon till dawn and daybreak has come. There's just something about a son who can call his father no phone because he's right here in the home to stay. And every day I must say how much I love the way that you stay unkept. You are always free to go, but there's something about the way you leave always returning home to me, completely confident of love everlasting, breaking generational curses together as one and our sons watching, growing, knowing, and sowing good seeds simply because their daddy knew how to love their mommy. There's just something about, there's just something sacred about a family in today's society, overcoming temptation and the need to go missing, wishing for better days and greener, and greener grass. Instead, we stay and water gardens planted in our backyard, praying for rain. Then you came and like an umbrella on a rainy day, you shield the pain, heal the hurt. For all is worth, there's just something about your love, gentle and giant, slow and easy, non-confrontational and uplifting. There's just something about today and tomorrow's reminisce and chef's kiss when I think of you like Food, I crave you at midnight, under stars shining bright outside our window. Still you gleam as though the sun shining is indeed your competition, leaving me wishing to love you forever. There's just something about us how we fit and you match my fly, the way we defy gravity. You handle me with care and stare into my soul. There's just something about forever and the feeling of whole and yesterdays of first dates and family fun nights. I lie with you and there is no one else that could love me like you do. There's just something awake about the way God made you just for me. That's just something sacred about a family. That's that piece. Ooh. Look, Thank that you. was beautiful. Thank I fell in love with that character. Oh, I was like, yes. I am. 
<laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, sister. I, wow. That touched me. I, I love that. I love that piece. That's my new, that's my favorite new piece in the world. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, we don't hear it enough. We know us. Yeah. I love it. I appreciate our, our that. Family raising our kids, you know, standing by. Our, oh, Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Entirely in my feelings. Thank you. Yes. All right. Next up to bless our mic is Elu. <laughs> really? You're going to have me go behind that? Really? Yes. Uh, what I'll do, I'll just finish giving you a little bit of background. How about that? Um, okay. Dang, because I cannot follow up behind that. That right now, you got me feeling some type of way. Shit. Oh man. Um, that was such a beautiful piece. Um, so to get back what I was saying to you, um, living in the inner city, um, you don't see a lot of fathers there. You know? You don't see a lot of fathers. You see mostly mothers out there. And um I was blessed to have my father, you know, and raise me from a boy to a man to he died. And um, it, it, it's, it's something because you look at all your family members that have not had their fathers there. And the statistics do play a toll in our today's society because I can look at some of my cousins that didn't have their fathers there, you know, or their biological father, I should say. They didn't have their fathers there. What they did have, they had other people that stepped in and tried to play the role as daddy. Um, and look, and I look at them, and now they're doing the same thing. It's like a psychological thing. It just keep going and going. That cycle, it just keep evolving to different beasts. And a lot of men, the way they deal with the whole um, embarrassment thing, they weren't raised by their daddy. They've been raised by their mom. They take it out on their spouse or their loved ones you know and so to hear her say that piece it hits me in a major way because i deal with a lot of people um like i said i work for a city and i i work with um the community and um in doing work where you have to mentor to young people and adults too um i work with seniors also and in the process of working with seniors i see the abuse that some of the fathers they wind up feeling later on for the abuse that they did to their loved ones by neglecting them and leaving. And now here you are old, decrepit men and your kid don't even wanna come take care of you. You feel me? Um, it, it's, it's a vicious cycle of life. And to have um, a front row seat and to see the scenarios of living in the inner city, um, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, it's crazy. And we don't share it enough. Um, it's, it's considered taboo. You don't talk about going to a psychiatrist. You don't talk about you have some deep down hurt and pain where um, you've been abused. You know, you don't talk about, um, you know, you, you don't know how to express yourself as a man to reach a woman and for her to respect you on the, the level that she wants to respect you on, but you feel like you losing something because you never was shown how to be a real man. And so to hear that piece, sis, 
you touched me in a major way because it, it deals with certain things I deal with in my everyday life. You know, we don't feel appreciated sometimes. You, it's always the programs are built for the ones that are fucking up. I mean, sorry, for the ones that are messing up in life. And so the, the men that's curse. trying to do right and hold the hold hold the light and trying to do right mm-hmm. and stay by their woman's side, they don't get appreciated enough. You know, and then all of the sisters, they all of a sudden they want to be bad and have uh, hot girl summers and all this stuff. And you trying to just stay stable and stay mentally focused on paying the bills. Right. You know, you trying to stay mentally focused on just staying out of trouble. Right. You know, and uh, damn, that was deep, sis. I'm I'm letting you. you know. That right there is definitely needed in the world where a lot of men need to hear that because um, um, you, 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 you say we don't protect you in the form and fashion that you want us to, but we don't understand what you want because you never come back at us and tell us what you want. And so exactly. how do we protect somebody who, don't, who wants to be strong as an individual, as a, as a person, as a woman, respected on her own merits, and we step up and say, hey, let me, I got you. Back mm-hmm. up off me. I, I got this. I can do this on my own. And it's like, it's like, it's like you playing double dutch. You're trying mm-hmm. to get in, but you, you can't get in where you don't fit in sometimes. Right. So that's why a lot of brothers don't know how to look at a sister and know what they got because they don't know where she coming from. How was she raised? What, what's her beliefs? What, what's her strength? What's her weakness? You know, and so we automatically, we paint a picture of you and it's nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, it's a negative one. Mm-hmm. It's a negative one. And then if you're up here painting a false picture of who your reality is, who you really are and what you want, it's a vicious cycle. That's why I, really I feel sorry for a lot of young brothers nowadays out here trying to find a relationship. They're looking in all the wrong places because a lot of them don't go to church. A lot of them don't go to the mosques. A lot of them they go to the clubs. They go to they go to the park. They go to, and so all the good ones are suffering, and so all the good women become bad bitches, and they take the good men and torment them and turn them into assholes in a major way. Dog ass niggas, assholes. And it ain't it ain't the next woman's fault that got to put up with that asshole. You know, it, it's sad that she has to heal him, build him up, and pray that he don't stray away after he get there. You know, it's like a bad scenario that you, you see every yeah. day. And it's like the writing be on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. It's on the wall. And you can see it before it happens, but you put yourself through it anyway. Just to, just to have a piece of a man. And then you can't get mad at the sister when they decide, hey, I, I'm tired of playing this side of the field. I'm going on the side of the field. It might be a little bit better. And then come to find out, it ain't just a man and woman thing. It's just a mental thing. Yeah, it's just it a ain't mental- changing sides. That's going to make it's, it better. Oh. Oh, that conversation was getting good. I was about to get into it. We need to I know, right? Conversation. There we go. You know when yeah. the energy is high, you know what happens. Yeah. So I agree with everything that you said, and we talk about this all the time, right? And we're going to put together, um, like, 
around Father's Day. What sometime in June, right? So we're gonna put like a, a men's day things together. We're gonna have some poets, poetry about you know appreciating men and things like that. So I think that is very important, you it know, is. for us to do to have that understanding with each other, doing some community engagement, like lunch and learns to teach our community be about how to connect to mental health services, right? How to connect to housing, how to connect to getting insurance and things like that. Finding a community of great positive people like all of you guys are, just connecting us with one another. I think that's very important. And that's why we have the, the artist connection, right? To connect yeah. the community in a, a positive way. We do a lot of things outside of this for the community. So Edmund Flo does a lot of positive things. I know Kaylee does a lot of positive. Carlos does a lot of positive. Lachey, Elu, just having conversations with you guys individually. Me and Ebony, we, we're friends. We talk, you know, every day. We do a lot of great things. I'm a case manager at um, a lot of different organizations that I help the elderly. I help the homeless and things like that. I like to feed people, <laughs> you know, all the time. I no, never want to see people go without. And it's just my passion. Like Elu was saying earlier, um, just moving around, I never had you know, friends or somebody I could say, oh, that was my day one and things like that. So I connect with you on that every single year. You know, we moved around. I lived in Compton, Watts, Long Beach, LA. So it's like not, nowhere was really my home, right? <laughs> so I can say, oh, this is where I'm from. I know I was born in the hospital in Los Angeles. So I'm like, I guess I'm from Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like I never wanted to belong like to anything. I never want to be like anybody else. I want to be free to be me. And that's why I wrote that poem. Do not yeah. put me in a box. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what I have to do to succeed because I'm going to make my own way. I don't like rules. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. But I do like, you know, following a plan that's true for all of us to succeed. Yeah. Not something that you make up in your head and tell me this is what success look like. That's what it looks like for you, right? Exactly. So we are dope in our own individual ways. All of us are unique in our own individual ways. We might do similar things, but it's not exactly the same. But like right. Lachey was saying, if we come together, oh, it can be so powerful, right? Just the dopest thing. Iron sharpens iron, right? And we just yes. make each other better when we come together, yes. right? I see but greatness, each and every one of you. Yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. This has been a beautiful night. It's been just. Do we have um, time for another round of poetry. Yes, definitely. We do. We have another. We have time for another round, and we're gonna reverse it, and we're gonna start it off with you, Carlos. Bless our mic again, please. Yes. Your mic is off. You're on mute. Your mic. Sorry about that. I said, um, I like this. You know, this is a very communal. Um, these types of uh, situations need to be more often. You know, people need to come up with stuff like this. I appreciate this a lot. I, I really appreciate this. Um, I'm going to do this piece um, just to change my mood a little bit. Uh, it's called the Thanksgiving Dinner Guest. Small talk at the dinner table on Thanksgiving. One of the guests says he's a software developer for Microsoft. The other is a contractor. The other owns a Subway restaurant. The other drives a tow truck. And you, what do you do? Well, damn. 
I command words for a living. I conduct words and syllables. I build stanzas to make couplets with ballpoint pens and paint. I architect quatrains with black ink and number two pencils. I ghostwrite for R&B female singers and Latin jazz groups. I'm a script engineer. I convert beats into songs. I'm an audio architect. I built foundations and bridges out of 48 bars and three hooks. I'm a poetry scientist, a theatrical technician, a designer of diction, archbishop of this lyrical religion, dictionary physician, and encyclopediatrician. I'm a verse villain, me versus the universes. I got words like foreign films with subtitles. What do you do? I'm an attorney for Larry H. Parker, and you? I'm a truck driver for Albertsons, and you? I'm a registered nurse for Kaiser Permanente, and you? I'm a regional manager for Wells Fargo, and you? What do you do? Me? I write dope shit. I fill up composition book pages front and back. I write constitutions for community college associated student body organizations. I write real, real shit corporate America. I write prayers for angels. I write operas for tenors. I write plays about Shakespeare. I write radio commercials for Dos Equis. I write jokes for politicians. I write policies and odysseys. And I'm working on my first epic. I write haikus and battle raps. I got notebooks the size of phone books. I write success stories of homies from the hood that made it. I write draft scriptures and words that paint pictures just in case Jesus comes back next year and starts to hire people to write for the new New Testament. I'm rewriting my resume to apply for Judgment Day as a writer for the New Bible's revival and turn in my application for apostle disciple. What do you do? I'm a LAPD officer. And you? I'm a dental assistant. And you? I'm a social worker for the County of Los Angeles. And you? Pass the mashed potatoes and the gravy, please. Thank you. Who, me? I write. My name is Carlos. Nice to meet you. And I'm the one who wrote this poem. Thank you. Good job, Carlos. That was good. Lovely, loved it, loved it. Thank you for that piece. All right, Kaylee, we're going to bring it back to you. Bless our mic again, please. And I just, I just memorized this piece, so bear with me, please. It's called, uh, it's called Mrs. Toad's Wild Ride Through a Sleepless Night. Do not travel backwards on Achilles' heels. Marching band taught me we must backtrack at times, but to stay alive, be a G, keep eyes dead ahead and stand firm on tippy toes, full body momentum suspension dependent on our smallest appendage. We brave the roughest terrain led blindly by timing alone and sustained blasted notes of blood-stained fury with the contained unfazed breath control of a mute monk in a monastery. Let the bars burst open as measures unfold, dead men's tales untold spring to life or fall victim to the night when you find they brought only unseasoned judgment and slander to a knife fight, all in the chain-smoking name of maintaining mundane distant glimpses of the sunrise's surprising surmise storefront, slinging morphine-dunked hope at the forefront of your mind's eye. Don't mind I, hopeful and hopeless, I've been both. I've trekked invisible ice storms in a ripped coat. My ancestral tongue drags the tracks, curves, bends the corner, or wins an honor, but an L always taught me more about the scars that adorn her. Digging deep within, I zoom by, catching up to a turtle's bluff. I piano jazz and spaz on elephant tusks, leaning into every turn, eat my murderous, luxurious excursion dust from the purple cup. 
would have succeeded, exceeded life's grasp if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. I'm backpedaling while still snatching wigs. Yes, in fact, I'm an unstable handful of overly faithful mixed nuts, a prideful spinning vinyl made up of crisp cuts, an unkempt, unkept, too friendly medley. I'm hell in a bread basket, no butter. Opposition taken under on tombstone flight, catch it quicker than a snapshot memory of when rooms on rights. Witness the village of my, witness the spillage of my village of brilliance. Grab your chance while you can before that stone cold ice cream cone has time to melt in your cast iron pan. The clock strikes 12, carriage to pumpkin leads to finding marriage ain't nothing if it's to the wrong person. All ringed hands on deck, all ringed hands on deck and revealing that deck we hold so close to the chest will cause jaws, balls and curtains to drop and yellow brick roads lead to nervous, turbulent wizards of Oz, and you left-clicking grass ain't greener, cracked glass heels, revealing you have no spot to call a place like home, alone in the specks of just homegrown specks of Orion's belt, liquidated then regurgitated till reverberations are felt. These are simply the truth-filled cards I dealt, sipping submerged ice rocks, drowning in jack as I pocket jacks, then bald and bounce, no study sesh, yet I ace the test, my brain's a mess. Outlawed, yet still I rise to beam with pride. My verses provide worthy rides, dreaming up Machiavellian, Rockefellian, peanut butter and jelly encrusted lava cake splatter of my imagination's creations. Thank you for listening. You better go, girl. Thank you. Just remembering that, you sound good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. tilted. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Kayla. All right, Mr. A, you got another piece for us tonight? I'm going to do the piece that you like. Okay. For our, first show, for our first show, I got to do this piece. It's titled Us. Yes. Y'all not ready. <laughs> us. They labeled us, banded us, abused us, owned us, used us, turned us, separated us, mistreated us. In my lifetime, I have never been mistreated, disrespected, turned on, abused, used, cursed, put down, led astray by no one other than my own race. I never know what it felt like, the betrayal, the envy, the jealousy, the disregard, the lies, the backstabbing, the mistrust, the misleading, and it all came from us. I was taught that they were the bad ones. They were the racist ones. They were the ones that were disregarding me, put me down, lie on me, backstabbed me, betrayed me. I'm not saying that there aren't some racists out there that don't like me, but I've never been in a situation where I was faced fears in front of them. It's always been us. The nightmares walking, the psychopaths talking, the predators, the rapists, the child molesters, my mother, my father, my sister, my coworkers, us, my own race, where the people that look like me turned on me, disregarded me, raped me, beat me, betrayed me, lied on me, gave up on me, but never, have I ever given up on us? I still love us, fight for us, stand up for us. I am the just one amongst us that's gonna change the stigma about us. All it takes is just one of us to change how we think and feel about us, how we love us, how we connect with us, how we treat us, how we care for us, how we are there for us, how we show up for us, how we build with us, how we value us, how we are loyal to us. It's time for us to time for us to change us, control the narrative, change the stigma about us. No more nightmares, no more fears, 
No more tears. Build trust in us. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of my favorites, too. I heard you perform that at STEM's Poetry Library. I was like, that is, that's good. Yes, yes, yes. And it's brave. It's so brave and raw. Right. Needed. Right. And true, right? And deep. It's just, it's yeah. It's yeah. our own people. We just, we, we treat us the worst at times. I can tell you a story. I worked in this group home for 18 years. 18 years started programs. I did everything. Missed my time with my kids and my family. And I was loyal to them. But they were not loyal to me. I had women that looked like me lie on me because I had a rapport and a great relationship with the children and the owner. And I did my job. And I did it too well, so they didn't like me. They lied on me, got me investigated and everything. And I said, it, and it hurted me. I knew it wasn't true. The people knew it wasn't true. But just for you to do that because you don't like me, and I right. feed you. You don't like me, but you want to eat my food. Wow. It, just it was the saddest thing ever. But I still love us. And I know all of us are not like that. I know we are good, a lot of us. And, and it still kind of hurt, you know, to this day. But I'm like, I got to find the good people. I got to find the good us and build with us. Amen. Right, right. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and speak. Yes, I got a piece. Um, this one is called I-M-E-Y-E-M. I am all boys and bikes. And water holes, watermelon grown in backyard gardens. I am peace sitting under dim porch lights on patios. I am whole and broken, mended back together again. I am golden, mine deep in tropical heat. I am the weather that weathers. I am light like feather, fragile like bombs. I am mom and sometimes dad, daughter and sister. I am hoodster like urban community and inner cities. I am lost and found and all around. I am out of town. I am brown and black and I lack nothing. I am everything and I gleam with the untainted beam. I march to the drum of my own beats. I am be right back like I never left. I am wealth and tanf and food stamps on lobster and shrimp. I am paid for yet you can't afford a glimpse. I am floor and grounded and rising and sun. I am one and lost. I am trophy on shelves collecting dust. I am fuss and fight, keep you up all nights. I am peace and compensating. I am home and rolling stone. I am concrete rose and garden grown. I am Tupac and Afeni embodied, a Black Pantherless party. I am wick and free fruits. I am almond milk too and sharp cheddar cheese. I am macaroni and grease. I am sage and crystals. I am mental and massage, a barrage of oxymorons. Still, I am the one, never the two, a mystery to you and proof that my mitochondria DNA is always on display. I am rich and poor and ignored and seen. I am free. 
I am me. I am ebony blackness. I am blackberry molasses. I am class and clashing. I am wealth and healthy. I am stealth lawn dawns. I am diamonds and gold. I am the mold that was broke. I am cascading. I am free and finding and blinding. I am perfect timing. I am Messiah's mother. I am glorious only daughter. I am a masterpiece. Just trying to masterpiece. That's that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it has been a marvelous, wonderful, I don't even know the words to say. The energy is so high. Um, thank you all for joining us tonight. And we are back like we never left. Come join us next week. Connect with us. Share your stories with us. Share your passions with us. And we are very, very grateful for all of you. Have a nice don't night. Don't log off. Stay on, guys. Thank you all for having us. Yes. yes, it was amazing. I had a good time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us tonight, yeah. all of you. We really you guys going to have to come back again. Sure. Yes, first. Yeah, this is dope.